everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery and our special Equipped for Change special edition. My name is Keisha A. Rivers. I am your host, uh, president, and chief outcome facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. And on this episode of Equipped for Change, I wanted to talk about racism. Um, in the work that I do with companies and organizations, um, working on engagement, learning, leadership, and, and helping people to um, realize and achieve their outcomes and their visions of success, I work a lot with people when it comes to culture. I work a lot with people when it comes to diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging. I work a lot with people in talking about and facilitating difficult conversations about racism and privilege and, and new ways of being, thinking, and doing. And I've been trying really, really hard to stay away from specific conversations um, about race on social media. Um, I've, I've tried not to get pulled into a lot of this because a lot of it overwhelmingly becomes negative. But I felt it was necessary for us to have an honest discussion about racism because racism is a hot button topic these days. It's, it's emotional, it's political, it's polarizing, it's divisive. Racism is the dirty little secret that everybody knows is there, but no one wants to talk about. But really racism is not something that we can ignore it's real and to most people of color especially black people in the u.s it is deeply deeply personal so so let's talk today like really talk this is not about strategies and action steps today this is not about me coming to you as a consultant today today i'm just a black woman who has something to say and questions to ask. Today, I want us to connect on a human, personal level because to be honest, I'm confused. I'm confused as to why people still teach and believe that black people are inferior just because we have more melanin in our skin. I'm confused as to what makes people feel so angry and combative at the very notion or suggestion that there are people like me who are actually being discriminated against and targeted just because of the color of our skin. I'm confused and genuinely perplexed by the notion that I am perceived or assumed to be less deserving, less intelligent, and less capable for the simple fact that I wear a natural permanent tan. I'm confused as to why my very presence in certain circles makes others uncomfortable and, and sometimes downright hostile. I'm confused as to why people expect me to want less for my life and the lives of my family and my friends than they want for theirs just because my skin tone is different. I'm confused as to why equality, safety, and prosperity have to be seen as an either or instead of a yes and. I'm confused as to why in this day and age in 2020, we are still having 
fundamental debates as to the worthiness, quote unquote, of having a diverse panel or having diverse voices be heard or having black and brown people be present in all settings in society. I'm confused as to why talking about racism means that I'm stirring the pot, quote unquote. I'm confused as to why me acknowledging and being proud of my heritage and who I am as a black woman means that I am putting down your heritage and, and your ability to be seen as white or Latino or Indian or whatever. I'm confused as to why me being a black woman in this space, occupying space, is so off-putting and so makes other people so angry. I'm confused. I'm really confused, y'all. I'm confused as to why my culture is seen as something that should not be celebrated. I'm confused as to why I, my, my wanting more for myself and wanting my niece and my nephew to have greater opportunities is so threatening. I'm confused. I really am confused. Because racism just doesn't make logical sense. And you know why? It's because racism isn't a logic issue. Racism isn't a procedural issue. Racism isn't just a societal quote unquote issue. It's all of that. But at its fundamental core, racism is a people issue. It's not just legislative. It's not just process. It's not just procedural. It's not just political. Racism can't just be wished away. It can't be erased by protests or marches or speeches. If that was the case, we wouldn't be having this discussion right now. Organizations and companies can't erase it through training or seminars or speakers or workshops because if that was the case, it would be gone. Racism starts and ends with each person individually. If we want a truly post-racial society, if we want to live in a world where racism is not an issue, if we want to have an opportunity to create a, an environment where everyone is welcome and everyone is valued and everyone's voices matter and everyone's experiences are celebrated and everyone's images and, and life are represented, then we have to address racism and racist practices and root them out and dismantle them and build new, equitable, diverse foundations in their place. You can't have a post anything if you haven't actually moved beyond it, not just past it, because we keep moving past racist incidents. We keep moving past racial racial discrimination. We keep moving past racial issues and we always end up back here. I am a 49 year old black woman who was raised in, in Charleston, South Carolina. And the same issues around race 
that were ha that were being discussed in the world when I was growing up are still being discussed now. The same issues that my mother as a 70 a 72 year old black woman has been facing and, and addressing her entire life are still being addressed now. The same issues that happened back in the civil rights era when there were when there were bombings and people and dogs were being set on pe set upon people for just marching for the simple right to be able to have a sandwich at a lunch counter along with everybody else is still being discussed now think about it if we believe that children are born innocent and they don't see color why in the world, after all of this time, do we still have race issues in the world and especially in the U.S.? Racism and racist systems are continued because they're taught and they're passed on to the next generation. They're reinforced. Every time you support or spread a racist stereotype, every time you discriminate, every time that images that are seen, messages that are heard, and stories that are told reinforce racist stereotypes, it continues. I want to talk about racism today because racism is the elephant that exists in my existence as a black woman. I want to talk about racism because the work that I do and the rooms that I move in are constantly charged with the unspoken assumptions about race. My qualifications are questioned. My experience is, is, is subject to, to, dis, dis, to ins, closer inspection. And my very presence is debated because of racism, because of race. The work that I do around equipping people to embrace and manage change is rooted in the fact that we have to dismantle and uproot and dismiss and, and, and do away with things that cause us to go backwards and to stay stuck. We fight change. We fight the process of transformation. We fight doing what's new and, and welcoming what's next. And that includes racism and stereotypes and discrimination and creating additional opportunities for discrimination to exist, creating additional opportunities for racism to maintain its hold, creating additional opportunities for more stereotypes and more ways where systematic discrimination and racism are going to be perpetuated from here on out. We have to stop. And we can't stop if we don't talk about it. And I know there are a number of people who say I'm tired of the conversation. George Floyd was murdered Memorial Day weekend. And already People are ready to move on. All of the people who have lost their lives, all of the people who have been unjustly stereotyped, unjustly profiled, unjustly discriminated against, all of the ones who have been lynched and murdered, all of the ones who have given their lives, not willingly, but because they have become caught up in the system, they can't, they don't have the luxury of not talking about it. They don't have the luxury of saying, I don't want to deal with it. Change is a process that begins with an event. 
How do we change? How do we make this different? How do we make this go away so that we don't have to have additional conversations about it? How do we move beyond having such a discriminatory way of looking at the world and in a, in a way in which people live vastly different lives simply because of the color of their skin? The latest event was the murder of George Floyd. But the event before that were the murders and lynchings of black people in this country, the civil rights protests, the Montgomery boy, bus boycott, which itself lasted almost a year, sit-ins, marches, freedom rides, Brown, Brown versus Board of Education, the election of the first black president in Barack Obama, countless firsts, quote unquote, of first women, first black women, first black people to be elected, to be appointed, to hold any positions. We're still experiencing first after all of these years, after all of these efforts, we are still experiencing first. And there are still people who are fighting these first. There are still people who are holding on to the notion that these firsts do not need to happen. That is why I'm still talking about racism. That is why today we are going to talk about how do you equip yourself for change when the very notion of change flies in the face of your deep-seated held beliefs. Whether those beliefs are, are warranted, whether those beliefs are true, whether those beliefs are actual, actually useful, whether those beliefs are going to move you towards something that is better. I did a podcast episode before on the fear of missing out. I did a podcast episode on, on why we have, to view, we have to wield our privilege. I did a, a podcast episode on why we have to start shifting our mindsets and thinking and looking at things differently. I've done so many episodes. I've talked about this in so many different rooms because it's personal to me, because it's necessary. Because if we don't have open, honest, respectful, conversations about racism, about discrimination, about our people issues, then we're not going to move forward in any tangible or worthwhile way. We're still going to have people who believe fundamentally that I am inferior to them because my skin is darker. We are fundamentally going to have people who still believe that I am not worthy because I am a woman. We are going to have issues of prejudice. We are going to have issues of discrimination. We are going to have issues where people see others as an other for the simple fact that they don't deal with their own people issues. Why aren't we there yet? Why haven't we arrived? Why haven't we moved past these antiquated ways of thinking and being and doing when the evidence in front of us says something different? When the evidence says black people are just as capable, when it says that black people are no less uh, um, 
likely to commit crimes than anyone else, when it says that black people are no less are, are no more likely to to be on welfare or 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 to be untrustworthy or to have a poor work ethic or to be lazy, when all of the evidence points to excellence, all of the evidence points to the contrary, why, why, why do people still hold on to racist beliefs that are false? Racism is rooted in the belief of us versus them. It is sustained by fear, by ignorance, by hatred, and it is supported by inaction. If we don't talk about it, if we don't address it, if we don't speak up, if we don't speak out, if we don't call it out, it's not gonna change. If we don't recognize it when it rears its ugly head and check it, it's going to spread. Complacency and ignoring the issue and remaining silent because it doesn't impact you, because it makes you uncomfortable, because it is something that you don't have to deal with if you don't want to, is no longer acceptable. It's not working. And it's not up to those of us who are being subjected to racism and discrimination to be the only ones fighting for it. We didn't create this problem. We were just being. We were just existing. We were just trying to live. I watched a video of a young black boy who had written a song at the height of the George Floyd protests. And he can't be, he's, at most he's a teenager. And his song said, I just want to live. I just want to live. And the words of that song, I felt it because that is what people who are systematically and, and every day for, the, for every day of their lives, people who are finding themselves questioning their right to live, their right to dream, their right to succeed. We just want to live. We're not trying to take anything away from anybody else. We're not trying to get anything that we don't deserve. The same things that you want for your family, the same things that you want for your life, the same things that we want is the same thing. We just want to live. We don't want to have to justify our presence. We don't want to have to explain our existence. We don't want to have to prove our humanity. We don't want to have to create and present a dissertation as to why we're good enough, just as we are. We don't want to have to be spokespersons for the entire race. We don't want the burden of feeling as if we have to be representative of everyone in order to prove that we belong. We just want to live. 
We want to raise our families. We want to have fun. We want to travel. We want to speak our mind. We want to vote who we want to vote for. We want to support the causes that we want to support. We want to drive a car that we earned the money for without being profiled and stopped and possibly not coming home. We just want to live. And when you don't talk about racism, when you don't want to address the elephant in the room, when you don't want to strike down stereotypes and correct misinformation, when you don't want to be open to seeing someone else whose skin is darker than yours as being just as good as you are in, 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 as a human being, then we have a problem. We have a huge problem. We just want to live, to be honest. And yes, I will go on facilitating difficult conversations of racism and privilege. Yes, I will go on doing the work of diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging. Yes, I will go on in helping to equip people to embrace and manage change by changing their mindset and shifting their focus so that they can be different and do different and be better and create a better world. Yes, I will go on and I will do this work because that is where I belong. That is what I've been called to do. That is where I see my purpose in being. But don't get it twisted. This work is not for the faint of heart. This work is not something that does not have its own measure of toll and stress that it brings upon me and those in, in my circle. It does not go without its own perils because women and people of color who do the work of diversity, equity, and inclusion, women and people of color who do the work of showing up and who call out racism and who succeed in spite of racism, believe me, it takes a toll because we just want to live. And if you see us just wanting to live as fundamentally taking away from you and your right to live or our right to live as being wrong for whatever reason, then I'm sorry, you're racist. And you really need to examine why. Because you cannot change racism without truly understanding racism. You can't talk about racism without being open to exploring your own instances of biases and prejudices and ways that you think people are others because they don't align and fit in with you. And I'm not saying that nobody has any, any subconscious or implicit biases. I'm not saying that we all don't have our own issues and hangups. We don't all have our own stereotypical beliefs. We do, we're people. That comes with the territory. But how do you act on it? What lengths will you go to to defend it instead of being open to changing it 
instead of really being honest with yourself and with others and thinking about your friends and your colleagues and the people that you work with and that you you navigate through the world with and looking at it and saying, is this something I want to perpetuate? Is this something that I want generation after generation to still have to deal with? Racism is a people issue, which makes it a societal issue. If we want a better society, we have to address this. We have to speak up. We have to stand up and work together to do the deep and hard work of transformation. I try not to talk about race. I tried, I shall say, not to talk about race. Oh, believe me how much I tried not to talk about race. Because I didn't want race to be the the lens and the filter through which everything that I did and everything that I said was measured. But as a five foot ten black woman, that's the reality of it. And when I show up to do the work, that's the first thing people see. When people hear that my name is Keisha, that's the first thing that they think about. And why? If we look at the messages that are being portrayed, if we look at the, at, the, at the images that are being shared, there are systems in place that set us up for this. It sets us up to continue racist fallacies. And why? Because the systems were created by people and people have biases. People have stereotypes that are embedded within their way of thinking and being and doing. And so when I show up and others like me who show up and who demand that we take another look at these systems through fresh eyes, that is not a threat to those who are in power. That is not a threat to people who feel as if I am coming for what's yours. No, this is designed to make it equitable. This is designed to make it equal. This is designed to make it diverse so that everyone can grow. Everyone can benefit. Everyone can move forward and everyone can be successful. We just want to live. We just want to live. That's it. We want to live full lives. We want to live successful lives. We want to live lives free from worry and fear and stress because of our race. Life is going to bring its own stresses. Life is going to bring its own hurdles. Life is going to bring its own issues. Being black should not be one of them. And that's what I have to say about race. Because I can't separate my work from who I am. And who I am is a black woman raised in Charleston, South Carolina. Five foot ten with an Ivy League education who has chosen to do the work of change. I don't shy away from the work. I don't fall back from the work because this is what I was created to do.
My presence should not be a threat to you. My presence should be a wake-up call. And my presence should be something that you embrace because it will enable you to think deeply, to do the deep work of transformation, to embrace and acknowledge and learn from the process of change and to come out better on the other side. I hope this has been helpful. I hope this has been uh, eye-opening for you. Um, I welcome your comments. Please visit my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. Let me know your thoughts, and I would love to work with you and your organization on equipping people to embrace and manage change as you do the difficult work of transformation. If you would like to have me come speak to your organization, please reach out. Again, you can find me on social media as well as on my website. I look forward to working with you and to locking arms with you as we do the deep work that is necessary to root out racism, discrimination, and to create a much, much better world where we can all just be able to live. Until next time, be safe, stay sane, and stay sanitized.